Finances and Your Spending Plan Workbook with Kathy Pfefferhahn. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Three years ago in February, I launched this podcast. My goal has always been to provide information on financial topics in a way that makes financial literacy available to everyone. Like most people, I heard so many of these words, but I didn't truly understand what they meant. As I began my own journey with my Master of Science in Personal Financial Planning, combined with my 20-plus years of teaching, this podcast was born. Since then, the biggest topics of discussion have been budgeting and an easy spending planner. I now have one available called Finances and Your Spending Planner Workbook on lulu.com. Simply search for finances and dot 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 and my workbook will pop up. This spending planner will help you with your monthly expenses, your net worth, savings goals, and bringing down your debt. Keeping your monthly spending down will make more money available to you for saving retirement accounts. But the main purpose is to give you an accurate picture of where your money's going and how to make it work for you. Starting with your checking account, listing monthly bills and amounts owed on a regular basis. Some will be the same amount each month, like that $10 gym membership that you owe, and some will be variable, as it varies each month, like your electric bill. Those that you can count on in the amount are easy to budget for, like housing, your mortgage or your rent, insurance, and some other kinds of debt. But food, clothing, and credit card bills are more likely to adjust each month. Your net worth statement is the first thing you need to work on. This lets you see in one place all that you owe, your liabilities, and what you own, your assets. By adding up all your assets and then deducting or taking away all you owe, your liabilities, you can see how much wealth you've accumulated. If it's not as much as you want, don't worry. You'll be able to calculate your net worth again at the end of the year and increase what you're looking for. Because your net worth is only a snapshot of where your finances stand right now, increasing assets and reducing your liabilities will help you improve it. Just by paying down your debt, you're going to be increasing your wealth and net worth. You may not have stocks or bonds or other investment vehicles yet, but the more you know and save, the more you'll have to grow these and increase your wealth. Episode 90, Calculate Your Net Worth, has more information on this topic. You can start tracking your needs. These may include housing, again, your rent or mortgage, as well as property insurance, transportation, payments, gas maintenance, insurance, any public transportation that you might use like Uber or Lyft, insurance, healthcare costs, utilities, including electric, natural gas, water, sewer, internet, cell phone are all included. Groceries, toiletries, childcare, along with loan repayments need to be accounted for. Episode 6, Budgeting, goes into great detail on what percent you should be saving, spending, and donating. But this first step will help you organize your spending into an easy, understandable, visual plan. One key in doing this is making sure that you don't leave anything off. That's where a workbook comes in handy. You track visually your spending, but you're also prompted to consider expenses that you may forget about, especially if it's not part of your monthly spending. Homeowner's dues, property taxes, car maintenance... Dental work, renewals on apps are all costs that you need to capture but are easily missed when you're trying to recall what you've spent money on over the year. However, the largest chunk of money goes to your monthly expenses. A reliable way of keeping track of these is by setting up a time that you can review what you've spent and add it to your monthly spending. 
This is also broken down into categories to see a total in, say, your medical expenses, child care, specific utilities, and donations as examples. You may want to see daily where you're spending and how often, so I've included monthly spreads that have each day and categories available. This one act will be your greatest insight into where your money is going and where you'd like it to go instead. The categories are important not only for seeing where it goes, but jogging your memory to tally those amounts and track them. Sharon Ross, in an article for Lifehack, writes that those surveyed after tracking their monthly expenses for at least three months found that they had better insight into their spending. They recommended each day reviewing where they had spent their money, and they easily began to see patterns, both good and bad, that they began to realign their spending to their values and priorities. 80% of these respondents found that by tracking in this way, that they and their significant other eliminated the stressor and found an open and transparent communication regarding their finances. The number one cause of stress in a relationship, they felt, was more like team planning and compromising. 79% felt that they made fewer impulsive purchases. Whether they really acted on the knowledge that they didn't need an item, will that Apple Watch really improve my productivity, or was it the understanding that they'd have to account for the purchase on the tracker, they spent less and felt less guilty for it. 81% of those used the tracker became more confident that they'd be able to reach their financial goals. By knowing how they were spending and how much they were saving, they could see how their earnings, spending, and savings were going to help them achieve their goals. And it helped them prepare for unexpected bills like a leaking hot water heater in your finished basement that could derail their plans. Finally, three out of four agreed that their anxiety about money was reduced by facing their own spending without burying their head in the sand and hoping for the best. The reality is, failing to plan is the same as planning to fail. And by gathering their information, sitting down to map out their cash flow, that they could see a path to success no matter how far down the road it actually was. Another benefit to keeping up with daily or weekly entries is seeing how inflation affects you. Are your food prices going up? Did switching to a low-cost grocer help? Is buying gas at a nearby town actually worth the drive? Do warehouse plans actually help you save money, or do you end up spending more? By evaluating honestly how you handle money, you can be in control of your spending and in turn increase your savings. You may not want to cut back or make changes, but you can see what it does for your bottom line, and you'll be more invested in making meaningful changes. Of course, all of this means that your partner needs to be a willing participant if you want to have combined accounts. The act of tracking together is indicative of working together toward a lifetime goal, coordinating purchases, and aligning priorities that you have as a couple. Which leads nicely to another great reason to work together. You'll be able to catch purchases that one of you may have forgotten to track. Specifically, purchases that you won't have a receipt for, like online buys. Coordinate receipts, credit card charges, and bank records to make sure that nothing sneaks through. Do make a plan to have some money available for gift giving to each other that won't break the budget or be seen before giving. Many people supplement or live off a variable income. They can't count on a set amount weekly or monthly. This may be a great reason to get on a budget plan through your utilities so that you can know exactly what you'll owe each month whether or not you used more electricity or gas. I do this because as gas goes up in the winter for my heat, electricity goes down. And in the summer, my electricity goes up to cool the house. This way, both bills are consistent throughout the year. This type of income may mean you live off only what you've previously earned and not spend based on what hasn't come in already. This is how you can steal yourself against debt when you have a slow period of income. You may also put income into one account and automatically have it transfer over each month or week to pay yourself instead of having a large lump sum hanging around in an easily seen account. 
Your budget may also include charitable giving. Keeping track of receipts is a must here. Keeping it a dollar amount and to whom you donated makes tax time easier. This also lets you see how much you've given and make sure you've hit your giving goals before year's end. Tracking who you want to give gifts to, what the ideas are for them, and how much you spent can also be tracked here. This gives you an overall idea of what your gifting has been and if you need to make any adjustments in how much you're giving. Keeping savings in mind as well, sometimes games are a great motivator or are terrific for kids to start upping their saving strategies. I've included a few forms to be able to help get you started, and I talk about ideas for these in episode 132, Savings Challenge. Credit card debt or any long-term debt, student loans, cars, boats, or any revolving credit should be tracked carefully and repaid prior to a lot of saving. Because if you owe 8% on a loan and are only making 1% in savings, you're losing money by not repaying the debt. I've included a tracker for any of this type of bills that will help you keep on top of them. Finally, at year's end, because you can start this journey anytime, you'll be able to recalculate your net worth again. What do you notice? What's been a success? What needs more work? How has your financial situation improved? Investopedia calls your net worth your financial report card that allows you to evaluate your current status and help you figure out what you need to reach your financial goals. This does not mean that there is an ideal net worth, only that you can achieve your near and long-term financial goals. They suggest a target net worth of your age minus 25, then multiplying that by one-fifth of your gross before-tax annual income. The example they provide is a 50-year-old earning $75,000 would take 50 and subtract 25, which is 25, and then multiply the 25 by $75,000 divided by 5, which is 15,000. 25 times 15,000 is $375,000. This is merely a way to get started, but it is a good target. However, I really love this quote by Matt Shauna Daliweo, self-worth takes you farther than net worth. No matter how you track your spending, keep a goal in mind and know that this effort will bring you more in the long run. I hope my book can help you. You'll find it at lulu.com, that's L-U-L-U.com, then search for Finances and Your Spending Plan Workbook. I've also included the link in the show notes below. And thanks to all of you who've already purchased it. It means a lot to me. This is Kathy Pfefferhahn. Thanks for listening to Finances and Your Spending Plan Workbook, with a special thanks to Jennifer Ketron for creating the design layout of the book. You can check out more of her custom stationery, planners, tumblers, and apparel at digitalmydeardesign.etsy.com. I know you chose to listen, and I am grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, as always, let me know what questions you'd like answered or topics covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.